Star Wars Rebels had a rocky and unfocused first season, but grew to become one of the most important series in the Star Wars universe, especially in the Mandoverse. This theory proves Ezra may have had an even bigger impact than we ever knew. And what is the state of animated Star Wars now? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. If you would have told me years ago mm -hmm. that a children's animated show called Star Wars Rebels would have been the most important TV show to watch for the future of the Star Wars universe. Oh, absolutely not. I would not have believed you. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair... I just recently watched Rebels all the way through because it was like, it was a thing to do. I was like, I just feel like I haven't... Well, you made it through Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I guess this is the next show to watch. I didn't put any stock in it until like the last few seasons. I was yeah. like, this is just background noise. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, and then I was like, hang on, something's going on here. <laughs> Stuff's happening here. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like when Rebels came out, it was one of those shows that I was like, okay, it's an it's a different art style than Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. It's close enough. The lightsabers look kind of dumb. What's going on here? And I watched it, well, the first time I watched it, I only made it to two seasons. Not for a lack of trying. It was a lack of trying. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're honest here. <laughs> it was like, I got it from the library mm -hmm. and... Someone had put a hold on it after I had checked it out. So, like, the two-week period ended. And then I just never picked it up again. Yeah. Re this year, in preparation for Ahsoka, I went back and I watched all the episodes. Mm -hmm. And, goodness gracious, I dropped off right before all of yeah, the craziness happened. Right before happens. it got good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, re-watching again in the context and in this enjoyment period instead of, like, this, oh, here we go. I loved, like, the first and second seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's they like, were so Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Very Star Wars. Just uh, such a fun romp through mm -hmm. through Star Wars. Like, it's like, yeah, we're, we're, on, we're the rebels sort yeah. of thing. It's one of the, like... It's one of the shows that benefits so well to rewatch. Mm. Like I was honestly so surprised by mm -hmm. it. That starting off with it, it's just it's it's a little like I don't know. There was something, especially jumping from Clone Wars and how that ended. Mm -hmm. Jumping straight into that it was like, whoa! This is like <laughs> this is clearly a different level, and I just need to get my head out of. And like, by the time you're end of Clone Wars, they've had. A number of years. They've yeah. had, what, six seasons yeah. to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And then you jump to this new series that's still trying to find its voice. Mm -hmm. That's rough. It is. But I feel like if you went from early episodes of Clone Wars to early episodes of Rebels... It would probably be more of an even... Yeah. Even playing field there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's a theory that has been going around recently that I wanted to highlight because I think it's super, super interesting. And it's good to look at it from the lens of Ahsoka. Because I think Ahsoka is changing Star Wars in ways that we don't even realize yet. It's changing what we think of in terms of the breadth of Star Wars. It's looking at these characters like Thrawn that we've seen in the extended universe and Legends. And it's changing things to where it's getting a little bit more complicated and unique 
need some anchors to the original trilogy. And I, I think we're going to get that with mm. this theory. The theory is the importance of Ezra Bridger in the Star Wars galaxy is he's the reason that Luke Skywalker is alive and well. Mm-hmm. Or one of the key reasons that Luke Skywalker is alive and well. Obviously, you have Obi-Wan on the planet of Tatooine watching over his physical well-being. But as uh, we see in the extended universe, as we see in canon and legends, there is a level of awareness that the dark side users of Palpatine and Darth Vader have in finding force sensitives. Mm. This theory says that the reason that Luke and Leia were so under the radar is because Ezra was so not under the radar. (laughs) (laughs) Ezra was the big, look at me, hey! Yeah. I'm over here. Yeah, look Flashing at me. lights, yeah. explosions, and destruction all through the galaxy. Yeah. I'm just going to go poke this thing over here. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if I pull this lever? <laughs> yeah. Big red button? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this until researching this theory is um, Luke, Leia, and Ezra are all the same age. And they were born the same year. Which is mind blowing no. and puts, like, I think, the eff- like efforts of the Mandoverse into a completely different light. Uh huh. I still can't wrap my head around it. I think it's mostly because we grew up with the original trilogy, and so seeing them as like uh-huh. pretty much adults slash young adults, it's like yeah, that's just their age. But then to think of Ezra, you start with him at like very young age. Mm-hmm. You like, watch him. Yeah, that you watch time him period. grow yeah. up, and you're like. I'm already an adult and I'm watching you grow up. And then to think of those two being at the same age. <sighs> uh-huh. I can't. I can't. Like, how? <sighs> it's like if you watched Luke at age 14 get to the events of A New Hope and mm-hmm. then do all of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Along with your own, like, personal timeline of, mm-hmm. like, I watched this when I was very young and then I watched Ezra as a young person, as an old person. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really weird thing that I can't quite, like, get my timelines. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, if I remember correctly, I would say Luke, Leia, and now Ezra are all around, I think, 27, 28, something like that. Well, Okay. Um, as far as like Ahsoka show goes? Yeah, by the time okay. we get to Ahsoka, because there's nine years that passed since yeah. uh, Rebels season five or four. That was a nine year period until we pick him up again. Right. Oh. I think the by the time Luke is in A New Hope, he's about 19 years old, I think. So there's this level of like... They're getting into the age uh, that a lot of the Mandoverse viewers are. Mm. And I feel like, especially the ones that we watching Ahsoka, would be the ones that grew up with Rebels or Clone Wars and had this experience and had this interaction with these characters. And I feel like it's an interesting thing to think about of these this next tier of Star Wars fan. Mm. Like there's, I, I talked to, I did a tour with a bunch of um, high schoolers and they're looking and interested at this world of like digital marketing and as well as podcasts and video production. And I asked them, because they obviously were talking about Star Wars, I asked them what their favorite Star Wars was. Do you want to guess which oh, one? it's got to be Mandalorian. It was Mandalorian. Yeah. That's so bizarre. It's so crazy. It's like the- they don't even think about the movies. Yeah. They think about the TV show of The Mandalorian. That's their Star Wars. That's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Disney Plus is where it's at. It's mm-hmm. like, just give me the show. And then if you look at that, they're taking this next step. They're taking the, the kids that grew up or, or the middle schoolers or I, I don't whatever the demographic was when Rebels came out. They are now adults and experiencing mm-hmm. Star Wars in a very different light. Mm-hmm. 
And I think like Ahsoka is that now. And this opens the door. And as we're talking about Luke and Leia and Ezra being the same age in this timeline, I did I did wonder. Like, what is this going to do with the perspective of Luke and Ezra now in the same galaxy mm. at the same age mm-hmm. looking for a similar goal? I, I assume if you're Ezra and you're working with the people that worked with Ahsoka, you're going to cross paths with Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. especially with how in tune to the force Ezra is. Yeah. And I would Luke. say he would rival Luke and his attunement to the force. Because he had to rely only on the Force to protect himself. Has he proved himself in that? I would say so. Like, using the Force in combat, I think. Okay, but then we've seen Luke, Mm -hmm. like, just destroy some Death Troopers or whatever. See, that's with a lightsaber, though. I'm I'm thinking just force. I understand. But and and also Ezra has this whole something that Luke never has had, which is this experience with the world between worlds mm-hmm. and a deeper understanding of the inner workings of the force than we've seen Luke have. Yeah. At least on the screen. True. Luke has also had more of a different training though. Like mm-hmm. he's got more of the traditional ish kind of kind of well it's, is there it's a traditional yoda. training so, now i mean you got yeah. yoda he got yoda yeah. i mean that's just that, that's, that's just that. that's fair <laughs> but ezra got some training from hu yang who is older than true. yoda true i think there's similarities here oh yeah there's definitely similarities I, but i really want to see them i want to see them come interact. together and yeah. see what those differences really what are. does that look like i i can only imagine like that would be i feel like we're not going to think of it until we see them together and we're like, whoa, these two people are very different. Because like you have like this portrayal of Luke as this more well-seasoned Jedi and you have this portrayal of Ezra being a less seasoned mm-hmm. Jedi. Kind of ragtag, just... But like if you look at the experiences that Ezra has had at, in on the ground in a way that Luke never had, mm. I would say that Ezra would be the more seasoned jedi of the two hmm. i definitely think that's up for debate i think it's an interesting i think it's an interesting mm-hmm. thought process mm-hmm. to look at these two jedi in so different but very similar places in star wars and think about like who would be more force-like hmm. this theory also poses that ezra's involvement and his extravagance in the universe would be force ordained the reason that he would have been born at the same time Time as these guys or the same time period would be an influence of the force and would was a way for him for Luke and Leia to be protected all this time interesting so the force was like whoa there's just so much power in these Skywalker kids yeah let's divvy it up Uh let's like okay they they need someone else (laughs) they need to be protected and guided a way to do that would be introducing Ezra there's only two of them so we have Mm -hmm. to (laughs) <laughs> Gotta get some more more yeah. out there. Someone's that's gonna <laughs> cause a bunch of trouble. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Ezra. Ezra, if Ezra wasn't around, there's no way the Death Star would have been destroyed the second time. Like there wouldn't have, there wouldn't have be any Battle of Yavin, or like it would have been very different. I think if so. Ezra was gone. I mean, he was gone. Well, yeah. Yeah, but and, I mean, and that like, was like that, I mean, gone, gone, like yeah. not existing. <laughs> yeah, like if he, if if there was a search for the Inquisitors, like what Ezra went through happened to Luke, mm-hmm. that would be very different. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine Luke getting hunted down this whole time? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. With Obi Wan yeah. there too, like that yeah, would be yeah. yeah. Oof. Um, 
and that made me think about like this it's it's interesting because you see as soon as Ezra's off the board this is what really ties in this theory as like a pretty solid theory as soon as Ezra leaves the galaxy there's like a a, a cause and effect a butterfly effect of the galaxy going to crap mm. <laughs> you see both Thrawn and therefore the empire slowly starts to crumble and you see a lack of Ezra in the galaxy the the events that protected Luke all this time escalate escalate for sure quickly yeah (laughs) suddenly all their eyes are on him yes you can tell you can tell Mm because Vader's like yeah we're gonna snatch you up right now I'm gonna take you up yeah, it, yeah, that's a time. That mm-hmm. is, that is. It's so fascinating to think about this. Like this one character can influence the impact of Star Wars, and and I do want to bring up how does this going to affect the Mandoverse? Because like the Mandoverse is the foundation of what I feel Dave Filoni is really wanting to bring Star Wars into. Slowly bringing these steps and these pieces from the television series into live action, into a big movie like what eventually he will create at some point. And I feel like we're going to see this jump from the small screen to the big screen relatively soon. And it's all stemming from stuff from an animated kids show. That's crazy. But it's a new era. It's a new mm-hmm. era for Star Wars. It needs to grow and it needs to expand and it needs to bring these different pieces to it. And mm-hmm. I think it's so fascinating to put it into that perspective mm-hmm. of how Thrawn in visual form was shown in Rebels. That was the first time mm-hmm. we ever saw an actual representation of Thrawn on the screen. And now we saw him on the small screen and eventually with what we assume is going to be Dave Filoni's heir to the empire movie we'll see him on the big screen in a way that nobody has ever seen before and like we can look at the statistics on our channel when we create content around Thrawn there's a bump since Ahsoka Mm -hmm. but not as much as you would have thought so still people don't necessarily understand the breadth of Thrawn, Mm -hmm. and that's a big problem that they're going to have to solve. Yeah, they're going to have to really kick it up with him, Mm -hmm. especially as a bad guy, making him, yeah, they're really going to have to work on making him a threat. Because right now everyone's just like, oh, it's Thrawn. Uh And it's like, we have And those are all the fanboys that are doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The average viewer is like, okay, that guy's pretty interesting. I'm a a big fan. I think it's changing how we perceive the characters, and they're going to need to do some work when it comes to Thrawn and making him a foe, Mm -hmm. because he's not the flashy bad guy. No, and villains in Star Wars are really interesting, because they're usually just a big mood. Like, they're just a (laughs) big, like... Like they're just a, they're just a presence on the screen. Yeah, and I'm not sure that we're feeling that with Thrawn yet. There mm-hmm. is a presence, but it's it's subtle. Like him, uh-huh. you underestimate him. Yeah. So we're all kind of like, okay, yeah. So he he's a I guess he's a threat. Everyone everyone in <laughs> who kind of knows him is according scared, to how this so. is shot. We should be fearing this right. guy. Kind of. Thing. All I know is he's blue. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about animated shows. We're talking about Rebels. I think this leads us to a very interesting 
place in Star Wars, and that's with the place of animated shows. I felt for a while, as we were both getting Mando Season 3 and also Bad Batch for a small period, there was an interesting crossover when it came to cloning in both of those series. Mm -hmm. And it felt like they're obviously in two different parts of the Star Wars timeline, but they're tackling very similar things. And I feel like there's an interesting place or a very specific place that Star Wars has when it comes to the animated screen. For a while, we weren't getting any Star Wars movies, but we were getting the Clone Wars series, and that was our place of Star Wars. And now we have had more Star Wars than we've ever had in the history of Star Wars, except for the big screen. And a lot of that drive has been from animated shows. Mm-hmm. But it's dipped off recently. Yeah. I kind of I like to look at animated shows, or at least for Star Wars, as like the fan fiction of Star Wars. I mean, Dave Filoni basically. Oh yeah, he says that about Legends content. He's throwing in these characters. He's like creating new things, and it's kind of amazing to see because without it, we wouldn't have the more Star Wars that we have now. Like we would not have these really almost critical. I mean. Ezra Bridger is a critical mm-hmm. character now, in especially according to the theory. Like, yeah. oh man. So, thank goodness they let them go wild, because yeah. <laughs> where would we be without it? Because, <laughs> like, if you look at the Clone Wars, that was such a breath. That was such a time period that we've only heard mention of, and we saw in a very stylized animated show in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then you get Clone Wars, and you get a very specific animated style that I... I'm going to be honest, I initially did not like. Mm-hmm. When it was coming out on Cartoon Network and it was premiering each week, I did not like it. No. And I've come to appreciate and actually love it as they have developed even further with like Bad Batch. But if you look at Bad Batch, season one was very good. Mm-hmm. Season two was even better. Mm-hmm. And season three has stepped it up or what we assume to be stepping it up. And I think it's fascinating when you think about where things are headed within animated and you look at like Tales of the Jedi Mm -hmm. and you look at Star Wars Visions, which is in its own little bucket and it's not necessarily canon, but it is animated Star Wars. There's a space or a hole in the Star Wars timeline and galaxy for something like that. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the backbone of Star Wars, Mm -hmm. But it's some more meat on those bones. Yeah. And the more they do stuff like Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. the more potential we have for these characters to come back. Like, yeah. Or just to spark something new within mm-hmm. Star Wars. Or just to, yeah, it fleshes things out. It gives things more, just more. We just get some really interesting ideas and thoughts. And like, yeah. It's kind of like our modern day um, legends now. It's like, they're just kind of like adding little snippets to mm-hmm. things and like, what about this? Like, yeah. what if we did it in this way? Like, how, how would that be? Like, it's just really interesting. As we're getting tons of these books, as we're getting the High Republic, as we're getting more fillers content mm-hmm. in between like the sequel movies, uh, as well as just like general original trilogy, uh, prequel trilogy, everything really i feel like the next step like the next version the more approachable version of like the expanded universe in the canon books is in animated i feel like Mm -hmm. if a novel is in one place i would say like a novel would be the live action version of like a tv series and then the animated version would be like 
the graphic novels over here. Oh, okay. Like if those are the two yeah. tiers, I would say those are on equal footing. Hmm. So as we get, you wouldn't have a Dr. Afra book necessarily because she is such an interesting character and you need that visual. You need like, you need the medium of a graphic mm. novel to really tell her story. Mm. And I feel like that's the same with a lot of characters. They don't necessarily have enough meat on their bones for like the the spotlight of like a live action TV series, but their stories still need to be told. Mm-hmm. I would agree, but I would also add to that in that the more you tell these characters little stories, mm-hmm. the more they get fleshed out and yeah. the more potential that they have. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. If you look at Ahsoka, she's graduated from animated to an incredibly large role in live action Star Wars Mm -hmm. and has become a very big fan favorite character. Something that wasn't introduced into a movie. It's someone that, one, is a female character that everyone loves, which is rare in Star Wars. Uh, And two, it is a very powerful and very um, specific and... I think very fascinating character and story to tell. And it all stems from this place of an animated TV show. And then you look at Rebels, you look at Ezra, you look at Kanan, you look at all of these characters that are fan favorites now. They started in quote unquote a lesser medium. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time that we expand Star Wars into more of these like different angles Mm -hmm. i feel like there needs to be this the the bad batches but there also needs to be more of the tales of the jedi Mm -hmm. i would agree i definitely think that there's space for both of those things Mm -hmm. and i think they need to be i think as a fandom we need to look at them i think we need to respect them in the same level of quality Mm -hmm. but we need to look at them as a different lens they don't necessarily need to be changing everything that we know about star wars no but they need to add to it mm-hmm. and they need to flesh it out. I think if we're if we're looking at like, again, the funnel of Star Wars, the movies that everyone sees, the live action TV shows are the next layer. And then you get, I'd say, video games and then animated and then books and comics. That would be like the funnel of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I feel like other than Bad Batch, we're lacking in any real meaningful way in that animated tier mm. in the future. Because mm-hmm. I, I think we'll probably get another season of Visions. We're going to get another season of Bad Batch. What else? Yeah, I, I doesn't look like we're getting anything mm-hmm. else. Sounds like it seems like they're going really hard on more the live action side of things. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's yet another attempt at a push for movies. <laughs> we'll eventually get one sometime. Sometime, probably. Maybe not next year. Probably yeah. Not next year. No, definitely not next definitely year. Definitely not next year. Um, um, and probably won't be until 2026. Yeah. So they need something else. They need more. But like all things, animated shows are not small endeavors. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But yeah. they are more achievable than a live action series. Mm, yeah. Just this, the fact that we don't have any on the horizon, like new ones or just more, mm-hmm. it's not looking good for them. Yeah. If if they were to do another series of Tales of the Jedi, who would you want it to be based around? Hmm. I personally would love to see something with young Mace Windu. We saw young yeah. Count Dooku. Yeah. And young Qui-Gon. I would love to see that feisty yeah. Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Jedi mm-hmm. that would be really interesting to dig into. Just like 
I don't know. Just some, just pick a random Jedi. Yeah. Like I don't even care. Just pick a random yeah. one and be like, Flush them out. fascinating. Kid like Fisto, yeah. Um, Plo Koon, I think would be super cool. Mm-hmm. I know. There's just there's a bunch of these like random in the background Jedi mm-hmm. who have also been like mentioned or like have relationships. I think like um, Plo Koon especially was like yeah. pretty close with Ahsoka. And his whole race is very interesting. Very too. fascinating. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot. There's a lot of little bits. I just just give me more Jedi, honestly. Yeah, be great. <laughs> and it's something that I, I think we tells of the Jedi gives you the height of the Jedi, mm-hmm. like in the Clone Wars or before the Clone Wars. And I think it'd be an interesting spot to like mm-hmm. take and weave yeah. a little bit more story. To yeah, these just characters. make me think differently about some mm-hmm. background character, some background Jedi. But do instead of doing two characters in a whole season mm-hmm. of Tales of the Jedi, just do one character. Yeah. I think that was that was the real problem with Tales of the Jedi for me was they didn't get deep enough for Count Dooku and they didn't get deep enough for Ahsoka. I actually made Ahsoka worse in terms of changing her origin story. Yeah. And then Count Dooku, I think we just needed more time with him mm-hmm. to make the the story hit harder. Yep. So yeah. Just do one character, one story, one season, or multiple stories with one character in a season. I think mm-hmm. that would be fine. Yep. Just little vignettes of just different things and with like a theme. Because mm-hmm. they seem to like do a theme. Be interesting. Let us know your thoughts though. What did you think about the Ezra theory and what do you think is the next version of the animated Star Wars? Let us know in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube or contact at uplinkpodcast.com. As always, you can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. May the Force be with you.